And you know where we are? We're alive, ladies and gentlemen. We're live on um, multiple platforms. We are live on multiple platforms. That's what we are. We are live on, um, hold on, I'm trying to get this adjusted right for your viewing pleasure so that you can, the problem is, I'm going to tell you, you want to know what the problem is? I'm going to tell you what the problem is. Uh, that's the um, story of my life, telling people what the problem is. And then people go, no, that's not my problem. And then years later, they go, listen, man, I just, I was wrong. That was my problem. Uh, the problem is just getting the right angle, getting the right light so that everything is beautiful. All right, that's good enough. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages, aunts and uncles, mothers and brothers, cousins and sisters. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are bringing to you Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Arizona time, which is generally Mountain Standard Time, except we don't do Daylight Savings Time. So right now we're Pacific Standard Time. Now you don't know what time it is where you are, and we do it every day. Every day, every day, every day, every day, uh, we come to you. We are your daily distraction from all the weirdness, anger, anxiety, and hoopla in the world today. Um, the show is brought to you on three platforms, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. That is our flagship uh, website, internet-based radio station. YouTube on Comedy Schools, which no one watches, 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 watches. <laughs> watches but we do it anyway and here on facebook live where friends and family gather around the old telephone every day just to hear a song or a joke or two friends um that's how i think of myself i think of myself as like some old time radio guy going hello it's living on a thin line show brought to you by opal's oats boy you want something that's gonna stick to your ribs <laughs> get a hold of opal that would be <laughs> that would be the commercial um so anyway that's what we do we have some fun we're on three platforms the show is based on three things it's built around three things it is built around your questions and comments Ratchia on facebook live uh, as well as on um uh, youtube and on comedy schools radio network.com i get comments on youtube i really do i get comments and they usually come about three o'clock in the morning and the comments are from some weird you know, handle some weird like, R-O-X-Y-G-H-E and it is, uh, hey, sexy, want to hook up? <laughs> hot girls at hotgirl.com. Those are, and I'll get like three or four of those a week. That's all I get. That's all I get. So uh, no other comments on YouTube. Sometimes great, fantastic. And I go, right, thank you. And they go, hey, you want to hook up with hot girls online? But I know, I, no, I, I don't. <laughs> Anyway, uh, like I said, we come to you every day. Uh, we, I've got a fun show lined up for you today. A lot of things going on in the world. Um, as far as I know, I really don't leave my house that much. Uh, I do. And right now, I was leaving the house. We've got like a lot of uh, wide open space, green space here where I live. And it's ideal for, and I got to spell this, W-A-L-K-I-N-G, your dog, and I got to spell it because if my dog hears that word, he gets all excited. Um, so able to get him out a lot and it's pretty. But uh, every day now for past going on 50 days, uh, 45 out of the last 50 or somewhere right around there, uh, the temperature has exceeded 110 degrees every day. And I mean, it gets hot early and stays hot late. It gets hot early and it stays hot. And I'm not complaining. 
you know, every area has its issues. You know, of course, if you live where I grew up in the Midwest, you got tornadoes, you know, you got floods. That's how you would say it in certain parts of Missouri, tornadoes. If you pronounce the state Missouri, you call them tornadoes. Um, and also crick, you say crick, not creek. Um, they, you know, and of course, you've got all four seasons that it gets unbearably hot and humid in the summer and freezing cold with snow and ice in the winter. Uh, same thing with uh, most of the, the East Coast until you get down south where they have incredible heat and humidity. Here, it just gets hot, man. It's just hot. But, and that's, we've learned to deal with it. But since it's been so hot, I really haven't going anywhere, you know, going into town to get sundries every once in a while. There's a uh, Goodwill about two miles from my house. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> I tell you what, we're proud of this town. We have every type of fast food imaginable. We, uh, I think we, I think we are the, uh, uh, I think we're the UN of fast food out here in Maricopa. You know, we don't have a lot of fancy sit-down restaurants, but damn it, if you want anything, we don't. And by the way, we don't have fancy uh, fast food. Carl's Jr. left. But if you want a Freddy's or a Culver's or a McDonald's or a Jack in the Box or a Denny's, or, yeah, well, you can sit down at Denny's. That's not exactly fancy. To some people, that's fancy. Denny's. When I was a kid, man, there was a uh, restaurant in St. Louis called Ponderosa Steakhouse. This is pre-Sizzler. Ponderosa. And that's, they went in, you had a, you had a buffet, a salad buffet, and uh, uh, you could order steaks, and they were pretty reasonable. Hi, Divine Valentine, my all-time favorite poet, old friend. I hope you're doing well. Um, just uh, for those of you listening to ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, things pop up, people say hi, and then uh, we say hi back. But that was a big deal going to Ponderosa. I remember my mom would just, oh, this is so nice. And I think she thought it was nice. I don't blame her. That woman had a husband and three boys by the time she was 21 and spent, you know, half of her life in the kitchen cooking. Uh, so anytime she got a chance to uh, not do that, she appreciated it. Uh, her all-time fancy sit-down restaurant, God love her, was the Red Lobster. Oh, she loved the popcorn shrimp. Say, Mom, you should eat more seafood. She goes, well, I do when I go to Red Lobster. I eat the popcorn shrimp. So here in Maricopa, we don't have a Red Lobster, but we do have a Denny's. By God, if you want to go in and get yourself a Grand Slam, that's your God-given right. You don't have to wear no mask when you're eating a Grand Slam because you're pretty much consigning yourself to an early death anyway. (laughs) Anyway, I got a fun show for you today. I'm kind of excited about uh, what's going to be on television tonight. And you know what I'm talking about, okay, because you're excited by it too. I'm talking about Game 2, Los Angeles Clippers, Dallas Mavericks. I think that uh, now the Clippers, who won the other night, but were really out of rhythm. They were really out of rhythm. You know, and they got a break when, uh, what's his name? Klepingus, a uh, good player. Uh, uh, <laughs> Paul Whitney says, I love the moon over my hammy. Yeah, you like daughter because you've got, you, get, you, you still are a little kid inside, Paul, and, and that makes you laugh. Uh, Kevin Brown says, talking about Denny's, that's one of the places my mom would go. Nice, but we turn it ghetto. What are you talking about? you talking about Red Lobster, Kevin, or are you talking about uh, a Kiss Strips? Kiss Strips. I'm going to say this about the game uh, last uh, night before last between the Clippers and the Mavericks. I didn't think that Kiss Strips should have been ejected 
on that second technical. Now, the way the game was going without his ejection, uh, I think that uh, Dallas might possibly have won the game. But I'm not a referee. I'm not an official. Okay? Uh, they have their rules about technical fouls. And being so strong on technical fouls, getting two technicals, automatic uh, uh, ejection is one of the things that uh, the NBA has done over the years to really kind of clean up, clean up its act so that it was uh, uh, a much classier sport than it was at one time when guys were smacking elbows in each other's nose and punching each other on the court. They really clamped down on that. So that was unfortunate. But even though he'll be back tonight, I'm predicting that the Clippers uh, take the game easily because now they got the rhythm going. Montrez Harrell got some minutes. Uh, uh, Lou Williams is looking sharp. They've got the whole team together for the first time this year. So uh, I know uh, hardly anybody's interested in this but me, but it's my show. So you know what? Eat me. Um, isn't it weird? I was talking to someone about the Golden State Warriors and I said they haven't been a factor for a couple of years ever since uh, Steph Curry got hurt. And it's not true. They were in the finals last year. But because of coronavirus, because of the big layoff in sports and everything that's going on, it feels like there was a season a long time ago and this is a brand new season. It's almost like last season seems like two or three seasons ago when Toronto uh, beat Golden State to become the uh, NBA champions with Kawhi Leonard, who's now with the Clippers. So, uh, <laughs> don't be sad about it. Paul goes, I'm sad. That reason you like Moon over here. That's one of the things that makes you a fun guy, okay? Because you're, you're a grown guy who's smart and a good family guy, but you're also a goddamn goofball. Um, oh, let's see. Uh, Kevin Brown says, the steakhouse place you mentioned, Dine and Dash. So, Kevin Brown is on record here. I'm pointing this out to my producer, Shirley Lovisic, who also happens to be my wife. Kevin Brown used to dine and dash at a Ponderosa Steakhouse. The meals were only $3.95. What the hell? You could have dug around in the cushions you were sitting on and found. I get it. I get it. I dined and dashed. I dined and ditched a few times. It's just one of the things you did. It's something you did growing up. Okay? It was part of life. Um, you know why? You know what I'm getting a kick out of watching the NBA right now? And then we'll move on to other stuff. You know what I'm getting a kick out of? Is you're seeing human beings in August of 2020... Touch one another. Now think about that for it live. Think about that for a second. Without any fear of getting sick. In August of 2020, if you watch an NBA game, you see human beings standing next to each other, touching each other, hugging each other, shaking hands without any fear of getting the virus. And you don't see that anywhere else. You're watching baseball, you're going, and you're seeing someone tag someone out, you know, you go, yeah, they're probably getting it. They're probably getting it. They probably got the COVID on the Because so many uh, players and staff in uh, Major League Baseball have uh, been afflicted with uh, uh, the COVID. But uh, the NBA, because of its bubble, you know, uh, uh, you know, 22 teams go in, one comes out. It's not that, really. And I don't think it was 22. It was 18, I think. 18 teams. Um because it's a bubble and everybody's tested on a regular basis and they're not flying and going from city to city and running around. And if you leave the bubble, I don't care. If you were Kawhi Leonard, if you were LeBron James, okay, if you were Donkey from the Mavericks and you broke quarantine right now in the middle of the playoffs, you'd be play then you wouldn't be allowed to play for anywhere between six to ten days, I believe. 
okay? And you'd be tested and tested and tested and checked out, and you'd still be, and even if you had all these negative tests, it's still, there's a, I think, a minimum of uh, anywhere between uh, six and 10 days. And that's a lot of days in the world of playoffs. But you get to see people shaking hands. You get to see people uh, slapping each other on the back. You get to see people standing next to one another. You get to see guys, you know, out there on the court bumping up against one another. And you know what? It's uh, poignant and refreshing. And you go, oh, yeah, this way you I don't know what they're going to do with football. I don't know how that's going to work. I do not. And I know that uh, half of college football is not playing as far as the uh, uh, the Big Ten, et cetera, and the other, and there's another half, the ACC, et cetera, they are playing. So I don't know how that long that's going to last. Notre Dame, Notre Dame uh, had to shut down all in-person classes today. I'm waiting. What do you want to bet? Those of you in Arizona, those of you not in Arizona, uh, they're going to do in-person classes at ASU. Uh, we all, many of us who are uh, watching right now, have friends who have uh, uh, kids who have gone off to ASU and have moved into the dorms and are pretty excited about it. And man, you know, for a kid going away to college, I remember taking my daughter when she went to uh, Banana Slug Land up there at uh, UC Santa Cruz. That's a big deal and it's exciting and they're going to be on their own with uh, a lot less adult supervision and they're all looking forward to it. And that it's happening now is a little rough and a little sad and my heart goes out to those kids. It really does. Uh, but what's your bet that within a minimum of 30 days, ASU is all shut down again? Minimum 30 days. You tell me. All right. Hey, a couple things uh, going on. Um, if you are still interested in joining our beginning stand-up comedy workshop class, write to me, Tony Visick at Comedy Schools at Hotmail.com. Drop me a message here at Facebook, Tony Visick. Uh, we're going into class three this Thursday, but it's a small class. Uh, good class size for you. And if you're interested, go, I want to do it now. I want to do it now. We have two new people joining this week. Uh, I want to do it now. I don't want to wait. Then uh, write me and uh, or just go to comedyschools.com and click the beginner class button and pay and register and you'll get a Zoom code and be joining us this Thursday. If you're still going to wait, I'm going to wait. You know, uh, well, I want to do it now, but you know what? I'm going to wait. <laughs> if you if you're gonna do that, that's fine. And you go, well, I, you know, I just want to kind of you know check it out first for spending money. Uh, before you have uh, imaginary digits go from where your imaginary digits are housed to where my imaginary digits are housed, because that's kind of where we're at in the financial world today. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's all fun and games. So they turn the lights out. By the way. Uh, it's all just numbers on a computer screen until all of a sudden shit gets turned off. Um, if you want to do that, uh, I have a free intro if you want to check it out this coming Tuesday, August 25th at 6 p.m. Easy to join. Just go to ComedySchools.com and click the link next Tuesday at 6 p.m. and you'll be in the room. All right. Let's get to the stuff. Like I said, this uh, show is built around three things. Uh, your questions and comments. Uh, some knickknack, curiosity, autograph, memorabilia I have laying around here in the home office. I try to weave a story around. Hi, Deidre. Um, and, uh, and also I recommend two artists or two pieces of music based off my vast vinyl album collection. Be forewarned. This is important. We are beginning to transition 
into the CD collection. When we started this with well over 500 albums, we haven't really counted them, well over 500, we didn't think we'd get through the entire album collection, and we haven't. But I'm really getting into some uh, esoteric albums now, uh, and I'm going to, we're going to comment and recommend something from each and every one of them. And we're also to the point where I've got like five Moody Blues albums, and I've already talked about the Moody Blues twice, and i got three or four other albums. So we're trying to space that out for you guys. Um, we didn't think we'd work through all the albums, but we may. So now we're going through the CD collection, and we're this week beginning to transition. On some days, we're recommending music off of the CD uh, compact disc collection. Before we do that, let's get to the stuff. Sometimes people say, Tone, you don't seem happy all the time. I say, Tone, you seem a little upset. You always seem like you got, I don't know, I don't, how do I put this, Tone? It seems like you always got something on your mind. Something's bothering you. It's like you got a rock in your shoe or an itch you can't scratch. What is it, Tone? What is it that ails you? Tell me. I'm your friend, Tone. People ask me that. And here's what it is. I'm going to show you two things here. This is what makes me unhappy. This is what hurts me in ways I can't describe. Here's two bobbleheads. Two. See them? Good bobbleheads, too. There you go on YouTube. All right, for those of you listening to Comedy Schools, Radio Network.com, there. Hear the sound of two bobbles bobbling. Um, that's like something out of the Tibetan Book of the Dead. And when two bobbleheads bobble, a bobble will occur. Uh, two. Two. All right? And who are they? Well, they're not Harris. That's what it says on the front, Harris. On the back. On the back. And you guys can't really read on Facebook because it might be backwards. But uh, you can on YouTube, but I'm not going to hold them that close so you can. So I'll just read them to you. This is Larry and Curly. Larry and Curly, two of the world famous, some say funniest comedy troupe ever. Some would say the Marx Brothers. No one says the Ritz Brothers, but uh, they were funny too. Uh, two out of three of the funniest comedy troupe in the history of comedy. And you know what? And I got no mo. I got no mo, no mo, no mo. I got a Larry, I got a Curly, but I ain't got no mo. I ain't got no mo, no mo, no mo, no mo. So hit the road, Jack, until you come back with a mo. What'd you say? Um, I'm missing mo from the Three Stooges from my bobblehead collection. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm just going to put this out there, okay? Just going to say this. Man, it was my birthday recently. And I got a lot of great gifts. I did. I got great gifts from friends, a bunch of, a group of friends last Wednesday all sang happy birthday to me. It was very touching. A uh, little Zoom song. Uh, uh, they, uh, I never heard a, uh, such a poor group of singers sound so, uh, so uh, beautiful. Um, there's that, okay? And my family got me all kinds of cool gifts. You know, uh, uh, my daughter got me something to help me with pain. Um, she got me a book that I need to read about how to live healthier. Uh, and I think every page goes, don't eat so many fucking Cheez-Its. Don't so eat so many fucking Cheez-Its. I, I think she wrote that in on this book on a healthier living. <laughs> my little grandson, my little grandson, he, uh, I always joked around that what I, I, what I, people ask what I want on my birthday, I go, fish sticks. And nobody ever gets them for me. A little eight-year-old guy remembered that and got me a box of frozen fish sticks. He also got me uh, a solar radio for outside. Uh, that he pointed out that if you hold it upside down the way uh, 
the dial is and all the buttons and it looks like a little face. He goes, there, you also got a little buddy. And that was just darling. My wife got me so many cool things. She got me this electric razor that I love. She got me a rocking chair. I'll be putting pictures up on that. Finally got my rocking chair. That's right. I ain't old. I'm rocking. Um, I got so many wonderful things. So many gifts. So many thank yous. So much. You know what I didn't get? One mo bobblehead. Not one. No one. And Pete, I don't know. I don't want to hear. <laughs> Shirley was just trying to fill in some sort of excuse there, okay? All right? But if I was really loved by you, the people, you, the listening population at large, somebody would have gotten me a mo bobblehead. So I feel uh, unloved and alone. Cast adrift at sea, a lonesome sailor, a passenger on a ghost ship, always... Near the shore, but never in a port. Ah, okay. All right. Anyway, so uh, there we go. I got bobbleheads in. By the way, we are not collectors of bobbleheads. There we are. They're pretty cool. Look at There you go. There. That doesn't make you happy. Then uh, you are you're unable of uh, true happiness. If a bobblehead bobbling can't make you uh, smile a little, then you need to see a therapist. That's my um, that's my personal take on it. Um, but so uh, I just putting it out there. I got no bobblehead. Okay, but uh, you know what? I'm gonna mu- I'm gonna muddle through. I'm a survivor. By the way, we are not collectors of bobbleheads. We rescue bobbleheads. Our official organization is Bobblehead Rescue. Uh, somewhere from that special night at a sporting event when they're giving out bobbleheads, and some dad gets it and gives it to his son. To that time, did that boy grows up and goes, ah, eh, bobbleheads are kind of stupid. Till it falls and cracks, and people, ah, it's no good. Okay, because we've got some bobbleheads that have some damage to them. Damn it, they're damaged. Somebody damaged them. Okay, we rescue them. We rescue them from that pit. Uh, Kevin Brown goes, we didn't get you the mo because you don't collect bobbleheads, yo. Then Abhinav Goyle says, we're trying to help curb your bobblehead collecting addiction. It is not an addiction. I'll tell you about addiction sometime. It is not a collection. I am a rescuer. Bobblehead rescue. Tony Vizic to the rescue. Tony Vizic to the rescue. Get those bobbleheads. Get those bobbleheads. One day he's on a mountaintop. Sees there's some bobbleheads up there about to be stumped. Tony <laughs> Paul Whitney says, aren't bobbleheads referenced in the song Cat in the Cradle? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I, you know what? I can't do it right now. <laughs> Cat's in the bobblehead in the cradle in a silver spoon. The little boy. Dad buys him bobbleheads even though he thinks his son looks like a goon. <laughs> when you gonna buy me another bobblehead? Dad, I don't know when, but we'll have a good time then. All right, that's what you get. That's what you get. Robert Morgan is watching from New York City. Oh, Robert, he moved there to New York. Did you know about that, y'all? You hear about Robert Morgan? He used to live in Louisiana. Don't sound like it. Then he lived in Arizona. Don't sound like it. Now he lives in New York City, and you don't sound like it. Robert, how are you? I hope you're doing well. Anyway, uh, those are the bobbleheads. Let's get to the music. Uh, who am I going to recommend right now? We've recommended this artist before, but I'm particularly proud of this CD. Okay? This CD right here, if you look at that. And this was bought for me by a guy named Robert Sprayberry. And Robert Sprayberry at one time was the musical director of the Broadway hit Rent. Okay, uh, Robert says, thanks, doing good. Kevin Brown says, in case of save your bobbleheads and or rescue your bobbleheads, 
goodwill has none to be found or rescued. Ah. See now, even in, in goodwill's far and wide, there's a shortage of... You heard about the coin shortage, now there's a bobblehead shortage. It's a crime. Um, Robert Sprayberry bought me this for my birthday many years ago. And this is... I want you to take a look at it because it's a pretty cool cover. That's Hank. That's Hank Williams himself in all of his glory. Okay? Hank Williams, who... Uh, kind of uh, be, uh, wrote uh, some of the first pages in the American Songbook, uh, the pop American Songbook that uh, overcame Tin Pan Alley uh, uh, post-World War II. Uh, his country music is infused in so much of rock and classic rock. This is live at the Grand Ole Opry. So this is Hank Williams. Hank Williams, my friends, at his prime, before he got, he got kicked out of the Grand Ole Opry because he drank so much. You know how much you get a drink to get kicked out of some place to play country music? Jesus. That's like kicking Keith Richards out of a band for doing too much heroin. You know, you know how much heroin Keith Richards did? They still didn't kick him out. You know how much heroin Jerry Garcia did? They didn't kick him out of the Grateful Dead. Hank Williams drank so much, he got kicked out of the Grand Ole Opry. But on here you've got, um, you know the song Love Sick Blues? I got the love, I got a feeling called the blues. <laughs> Since my baby said goodbye. This is the debut Opry performances on here. Wedding bells. Uh, you're going to change or I'm going to leave. Why don't you love me like you used to do? Okay. Uh, comedy with Hank Williams. Red Foley and Minnie Pearl. So Minnie Pearl was a lady who played kind of like a hayseed for years. She came out in like a cheap dress and a straw hat that still had the price tag hanging off it. And her signature thing was to come out and go, Howdy! Like that and just... Talk like she was just from down home, and she was an educated, smart, graceful, intelligent, important woman in uh, the world of Tennessee at the time, lived in a beautiful mansion, was influential in uh, pushing progressive politics as much as you could at that time in a place like Tennessee, a sophisticated woman, who one time was a debutante, but she just played just the silliest gal. And you've actually got uh, Hank Williams, Red Foley, and Minnie Pearl doing um, comedy on this. This is a real, real document of America in the early 50s and what so much of America was listening to because they were listening to country music. Uh, Red Foley's on here. Uh, what else have I got here? Uh, comedy with Minnie Pearl. It's just the coolest thing. It's the coolest thing because you're hearing a song that became a permanent part of the American songbook Probably 500 artists at a minimum have recorded Love Sick Blues. And on this CD, you've got the very first time it was ever played publicly. So uh, let's see, uh, Wally Fowler and the Oak Ridge Quartet going, You Ain't Got Faith. So you've got a kind of an, a, a, an entire uh, Grand Ole Opry show from the early 50s on this CD. So I urge you, okay, if you're looking for something new to listen to and you go, I don't like country music, I think country music is, uh, I get it. I get it, okay? Put that aside and listen to early Hank Williams. Listen to, uh, listen to songs like Love Sick Blues. Listen to Why Don't You Love Me. Uh, listen to uh, Hey Good Looking, Honky Tonk Blues. Uh, what else is on here? To just uh, long, long Gone Lonesome Blues. That's great. You know, just listen to those songs and tell me that that's not like real, good, authentic, honest music coming from something real. Someone one time was amazed. He came to my house. We used to have those six CD changer things. And uh, I went from Hank Williams to Miles Davis. And they listened for me and they went, I get it. I get it. They go, yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay? 
let's see. Uh, Paul Whitney says, got no Mo Blues on it? No. There's no, there's, you know what? Hank Williams did not sing about the Three Stooges. Paul, he didn't, okay? He should have, though. Both American classics, American icons. And that's what we've talked about today. Okay, we're going to wrap up. I didn't get to the second thing because uh, we were having so much fun talking about the other things. We're going to wrap up today. We're at the 30-minute mark thereabouts. We did talk about Hank Williams. Please make him part of your listening. It'll make you feel better. And we talked about the Three Stooges and um, basketball. You know what? And I think those are three good things to talk about on a uh, Wednesday uh, during the time of Corona, August 2020. All right, you guys. Okay. You know, as soon as there's a vaccine, I'm going to go to eat you, every one of you when they can open up your doors. You'll be me going, give me a hug. Just give me a big old hug. Come on now. Let's hug it out. And then I'll be off like the Lone Ranger. He'd be going, who is that masked man? They go, I don't know, but it's weird because you don't have to wear a mask anymore because there's a vaccine. But I'll still have mine on. Okay. I'll be the lone Corona vacciner. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da